Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is How to Honor Your Spirit. And we'll be talking about how to work with your spirit and find your life purpose. Pretty important things. My guest is Carolyn Coleridge. She is an LCSW, which is, of course, a legal certified social worker, which I love. I love psychologists and psychology, my favorite subject. Subject. She's a psychotherapist and an intuitive and a healer. She has been doing this work for 25 years. She worked at UCLA as an energetic healer and also works on the Insight Timer app as a meditation and universal life teacher. Now I got to come to a full stop with that. As I mentioned to you, then I'll, I'll resume the bio after this interjection. Uh, you know, my company, we're launching an app, Proficio, which is going to revolutionize self-help and personal development. And you're already in on the app game. It seems though, as an employee of uh, this company called uh, Insight. Insight Timer, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Insight Timer, that's great. It's, it's meditation and life teaching. That, that, that is fantastic. How, how- yeah, yeah. It's huge, though. It's like 17 million. So it's a lot 17 of million subscribers? Fantastic. I think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think so. Yeah, it's really high. You, yeah. Real briefly, you got to tell me about that. You know, so first, tell me, tell me how you got involved with them. And, okay. And, and uh, what you do and what the app is like. Real brief. I've got to know. The audience has to know. Yeah, I used to be a meditation teacher at this place called The Den, and um, one of the clients that saw me there uh, said, you know, you should be on Insight Timer, and I'm like, what's that, you know, and I knew about Headspace Insight Timer. I think the top three are Headspace Insight Timer and Calm, so it's a meditation app, so um, I just applied, and I just uh, uploaded meditation, and very interesting how synchronicities um, work. This, this random guy randomly says, hey, I have great music. Do you want to use it for free on, on uh, any app on Inside Timer? And then I, I was able to set it up. He downloaded it, uploaded it. Um, and I put up a def- several different meditations. And then I, after a year or so, I started teaching on there. And it's been pretty successful. I love doing it. And it's anytime I could just sign in. And it's a great, it's a great experience and a great system. And so many people, like sometimes it's like 74 people meditating with me. And it's awesome. That's great. So you Mm -hmm. interface with these people through the app and you lead them either in a meditation or in some course or class as a teacher. Yes. Yes. I'll be doing it tomorrow. Yeah. And I usually give like a little idea, like it's a new moon or something like free your mind on uh, July 4th. Yeah. And I just start teaching stuff. That's Mm -hmm. great. Now, I mean, that more and more that that situation has been coming on for the last 10 years or so, uh, these apps, uh, whether they be in meditation uh, therapy and otherwise i i fantastic it's it's the way of the world it's all awesome the app that i have coming out is completely automated so there, there won't be you it won't be you, the uh the, the students or the well, i call them clients combination of clients students will won't deal with humans <laughs> they'll deal with a, 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 ro- oh. a robotic total uh coach 
uh, that that is totally custom and, and coaches them that is totally customized to a psychological evaluation. It's going to be a game changer. But we still need humans. Okay, Carolyn is still necessary, but, but this this digital way is just going to an AI. My app is quasi AI, not actually. AI. And this is inevitable, of course. You know, we're on this in this digital revolution that's just going to get more and more. Of course, there's pros and cons to everything, right? And one of my one of my sayings that I'm fond of is that there's pros and cons to everything, even your own firing squad. Excuse me if it's too morose. <laughs> but that's true. I mean, it's always a problem, problem and con. And, and in this age that we're in, this internet age, this digital age, there's so many benefits that that there are, like what you just did, described. But of course, the people are isolating more, though, and they're getting they're having less human connection. Uh, you know, yeah, there's a, a quasi connection, but they're not an actual one. So we'll see how it plays out in the future. I, I'm, I'm hopeful man, for mankind, but, but uh, I think that with people in the change work profession, like you and I, and others, that uh, we'll, you know, we'll do, we'll keep the the human race in check. <laughs> Absolutely, we just want people to sign in and connect to whatever it may be. It's fantastic. It's this digital age and, and connecting with people on, on that level. And yes, mm-hmm. not not, imp- not present in the room, but it's the next best thing, right? You, person, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, I have all the social skills, Carolyn, but I'm not a very social person. And with the, and because of the internet, I don't have to leave my, my house. Uh, I have a Facebook, all the social media. I know I deal with people. I interact with people. So my social needs are met that way. My girlfriend can't stand it. She's like, Tony, get out of the house. Go do something. I'm like, oh, you know, I got the Netflix. I, you know, he went. It's funny. But, it's all good. Okay, thank you for that. I'm sl- I forgive me for that interruption, audience and Carolyn, but I, I had to <laughs> deal with it as it as it as it arose. And finally, to finish up Carolyn's excellent resume, she does readings, healings, and spiritual counseling. I love all that. Great stuff, yep. Carolyn. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Be in the You're universe. Welcome. Cool. <laughs> uh, by the way, audience, uh, Carolyn, of course, uh, lived in California. She worked at UCLA, but she's out. Do you mind saying where? Mind me nope. saying where you want to? Mm-hmm. She's out in Connecticut now, so she's back into the tr- the true coast, the back on the original <laughs> coast, the East Coast. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I'm in Brooklyn, and she's she told me she admitted she was born. She went to Columbia, so well, you know, very good. We're all connected, and you know, I love the whole six degrees of separation and all of that. So this is great. I love, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm an NLP practitioner. I was a life coach. Mm-hmm. I don't work with people one on one now. I'm the, I'm the head of a technological coaching company, a tech startup, striving to launch this app, as I've already said. Um, and you know, but I there's there's another side of that which. People might call woo-woo, some people, energy. But, you know, the more I've learned about that over the years, you know, that energy, first of all, energy is really not (laughs) woo-woo. It might be less scientific, that it's less measured in terms of what people can see or, or, you know, definitive results. But energy is a very real thing. We are energy. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to be said about energy uh and you know what deeper things within us that are not so apparent as opposed to you know like just a, a mere pattern you know we all we all behave off of our of our patterns but is there something more than just some some habit that we learned 
I think so. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah. there's, there's something deeper there that's harder to put your finger on. And I think people like you in the, in, in, in spiritual healing and counseling, uh, that's exactly what you, you work with. Correct me if I'm wrong with that. No, absolutely. That's a really good analogy because I'm an energy healer because um, as a therapist for years, I always just get drained. I was working in Manhattan. I was working on Wall Street. I was living in Brooklyn. So I took the D train down, you know, and come back D-tra- up. D train is my train. <laughs> yep. The D train. Yeah. I knew you really to that. Yeah. And um, it, I go to Manhattan and then working on Wall Street and I was exhausted, you know, and I was just so even going to Macy's exhausted me. I was like, what is that? And my manager at the time, the partner at this EAP firm says, oh, your your energy, you're very sensitive to energy. I go, how do you know that? She goes, oh, that's why I hired you. Because I don't know about all the degrees and stuff, but I could, I, I liked your vibe. And she had built up these wonderful accounts like uh, Chase and Dean Witter and, you know, like uh, Scadden Arps and Smith Barney, these huge multi, this is a woman on Wall Street. And we are employee assistance program. And she's, she was all about energy and uh, vibing and feeling energy. And a lot of times when you're working as a therapist, it is the energy in the room. What are you feeling? What are you bringing? Um, and then also when I explain to people that working with your spirit is working with energy, they're like, well, how, what is spirit? And I said, think of ice, water, and steam. It's the same substance. But when ice gets, you know, when water gets hot, it becomes steam. And when it gets cold, it becomes ice. And it's like your, you know, the steam is like your spirit. The ice is like your physical body and the water is like your blood, et cetera. So they're like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. So your spirit is very real. That's how I explain it to people. And then even when people, when you're doing counseling of people who had trauma as a child or, or they said, I oh, got, I feel like I married my dad. And they're like, oh, that's psychodynamic. It's not just that it's energy. If you picked if you had a parent who was like a yeller or a parent who was, you know, like knocked out on the couch, it was sad. And then you pick, you're going to pick a partner that does the same thing because the energy is familiar. So even in therapy, energy is really important to understand. So when I became an energy healer and then I could explain to people about a vibe, you know, and about an energy, they're like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. So it kind of went hand in hand. It wasn't like um, opposed to each other. It actually correlated, uh, correlated together, you know, energy, therapy, mind, body, and soul. Now, when you, okay, that was, I loved your analogy about the spirit. Uh, and right now uh, I have a protege and right now we're studying Marcus Aurelius's The Meditations. And he talks about the spirit and the soul quite frequently. And for the purposes, purposes of, the, of the, the book, and, and we're creating a course from it, um, I define, not in an atheistic way, but in a way that's easily accepted, the spirit of the soul, our top five values, the very top five values that we have. And when we operate thusly from those five top values, we're operating from our soul. That's my contention. And mm-hmm. so when we're not, there's something's in the way of our soul manifesting or operating, right? Our ego. 100%. Oh, you concur with that. Great. Oh yeah. But, but you, but you, so that's just a statement, but you, you deal with the energy to get people to op- operate from those five values yes and i don't know what the values are but i'm thinking it's subjective you're... it's subjective ah, okay oh i see what you're saying i feel like it's kind of like the soul like when you hire when you work for a hi- or higher consciousness when you work from higher consciousness then what it does is that everything of the universe will align with you so when i was talking to uh, teaching in mental health they say you know i said what about your spirit have you taken care of your soul what are you doing they just look at me like you know what are you talking about i'm depressed and i said well, what's the spirit and 
then uh, the spirit just gave this to me. So I, I create an acronym. So S, so how do you work with spirit? It's a functional thing. It's like a verb. So S, whenever you see synchronicity, synchronous, synchronicity, <laughs> and then signs, synchronistic signs, that's your spirit. So if you meet somebody say, I want to be a teacher. And someone says, hey, there's a school to be a teacher. You're like, wow, that was a really synchronicity. How did that happen? And that's a sign that you need to do it. So if you like spell it out. So S is spirit, right? So synchronicity and signs. P, whatever your purpose is what you're passionate about. So if you're passionate about, like I'm, I was always talking to people, analyzing them, helping them. And then that became my purpose. So P, the double P. So what you become passionate about, what you're passionate about is your purpose. And your purpose becomes your passion. So I have no problems talking to somebody. Somebody's like, you're doing an interview. It's like, you know, this time at night, I said, oh, no, no, I'm passionate about this stuff, helping people grow, you know? So that's S-P-I. Your spirit is intuition. So when you think of intuition, it's that inner voice, you know, that inner knowing. So, and it's, and it's also inspirational in spirit, inspirational. So whenever you um, are listening to have your intuition, the, you know, the arms, the, you know, the hair on the back of your neck standing up or the hair on your arms or that chills, that's your intuition. Listen to it because that's the language of your spirit. So it kind of goes along. And then anything that inspires you, people love singing or dancing or watching games or whatever it may be. And that if it inspires you like, oh, I love helping kids, you know, then do that. That's inspiring you because that's your spirit leading you. Ah, so, right. yeah. And, so and then, that's, and that's yeah. just another description of my description. Same thing. But yes, your that's your highest value is you help want to help children. That's your value, right? So it's the same thing, but it's just a different way of looking at it. Absolutely. And I'm not self-aggrandizing. I'm not saying, oh yeah, Tony. But for, it's some people need to understand things in different ways. You know, there might be that it's too woo-woo or too it's too scientific, or they're just too uh, reluctant to even talk about this spirit. But really, there's different ways to talk about the same thing. And 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 I contend that whether you're spiritual or not, whether you realize it or not, you are a spiritual being. That's mm -hmm. what I contend. hundred percent. That's why we're out here in the universe, though. <laughs> so, you know, because no, we, seriously, and I agree a hundred percent that um, I was talking to another healer and she goes, I didn't have a degree. I didn't do this. I didn't do training. I said, well, don't be defensive about it. Everyone has, there's got, you know, the universe put us in different places to help different people. You know, it's a hundred percent. Like they're, you know, when people are like, how can you work for this major HMO in LA? That's so dark. And I'm like, but you know, God puts you in the, in the dark, a light worker, somebody who brings the light needs to be in the darkness, or they put you in secret places. Like I had a woman I worked with who was a, um, she was an anesthesiologist and she used to pray over the medication, you know, I mean, or somebody worked with the blood used to pray over the blood pack. So everyone, you know, there's universal, there's healing different places, but I'm going to finish like my, um, yes, you know, my I interrupted you at intuition. No, no. Yes. Yes. That's good. No, it was like a coinciding. I'm paying attention, Carolyn. Intuition. You are. <laughs> you are. So yes. Yeah, so it, and then S-P-I-R. So renew. So your spirit needs to renew and regenerate itself. So again, this is how does the spirit function? So how do you renew and regenerate your spirit? And you need to, because this is your guiding force. This is your energy around you. This is your aura. You need to go to nature. You need to smudge mm -hmm. yourself. And I would tell clients in mental health, like, go ahead and smudge, use essential oils, take a shower in salt water, you know, salt H2O and water, like, you know, neutralizes, you know, the negative energy. So you got to like clear your field. So then your intuition is heightened. You know, for me, Carolyn, I, yeah. I, li I live near Gravesend Bay. Uh, mm -hmm. 
I go and I love nature and I, you know, Brooklyn, you don't got much of it. You don't have much of a choice, but I do live <laughs> close to the Bay, the, you know, Bay Shore. I go there frequently. It's the water for me. The water is where I love all water. I don't care what kind of body of water it is, but the Bay is connected to the, you know, the, the, the Harbor and the, and the ocean. I love it. I just go and I climb over the rails and, and go where you're not supposed to go. Cause the closer mm. I am, the better. It's just, you know, the, the water is, it renews me just like you're talking about. Absolutely. And it's, it's very like intuitive what we need. I, you know, mm -hmm. I can really get into the five. Well, you know, you, I'm going to let it like do a little tangent here because the four elements are really important when you're talking about healing. And that's another thing I talked about in mental health because people are like, oh, what's this woo woo? What's she talking about? And I say, well, when you are depressed, you say, hey, I'm burnt out. Oh, I'm drained. I'm so exhausted or I'm dead tired. And then I realized those are elements. So when you burn out, you need more fire. You need to light a candle or you need to go to a sauna. You know, when you're drained, you need, like you said, water and you need to drink water or be by water, et cetera. And when you say, I'm exhausted, I'm so exhausted, you need air, meditation, take aerobics, breathing in like good energy, wind. And then when you say, um, I'm dead tired, you need earth, either crystals, which I love, or you need to like ground yourself, connect to a tree. So all these things that we, we use, these terms, they're also woo-woo. We say, well, I'm burned out, I'm dead tired, I'm drained, I'm exhausted. Those are elements. No, so there's, I am, there's real yeah. significance. That reminds me of, I, there's a body of work called Metaphors of Movement. It's, it's by a British NLP practitioner and hypnotherapist. And he, and he contends, and I totally agree, is that the words that people use, you know, when they speak subjectively, they're not just, they're obviously tool, a language is a tool of communication, but they are, this, they so reveal what's going on in the person's mind. And you, and if a person says, you know, like, uh, I feel like I'm stuck, you know, that's in their mind that's what they are stuck. So you can unstuck them and, and using that, using language that deals with stuckness. Uh, and you're, you're saying is, okay, well, great. So besides that, you're talking about elements here that, pe that people talk about probably just matter of factly, but they're telling you or they're telling themselves that they're listening to themselves, what's going on? You know, if they're drained, they need water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We, if you like normalize it and also there's different places that support this, like where do you get all the four elements? The beach, you have the sun, which is the fire. You have the sand, which is the earth. You have the wind, which is the air and you have the uh, sand, which is the earth. And also where else do you like, can kind of like honor your spirit a spa. When people are drained, they go to a spa. What's at a spa? There's always like a sauna. There's always like, you know, the, um, you know, the steam room, which is air and the sauna is heat. And then there's always water. They always even have cucumber, which is earth, or they always have flowers in water, which is earth in water. And they always have candles, which is fire. So they know that where else do you find these elements? You find them in churches or synagogues, or, you know, they always have like, you know, like the air with the, you know, the incense, they have again, flowers and water. They have the pews, which is earth, and they have um, the candles. So those elements naturally heal you. That's why we feel calm in a, as church or a synagogue and in, um, you know, also like in a spa or going to the beach. So they're very healing. And then also when people are depressed in mental health, just go walk in the woods, go to nature, you know, gut, gut, ground yourself in earth, go to the ocean. When I was in LA, go to the ocean. And now I'm on another coast, come, you know, go to the ocean there. So that's a natural way to heal. And then, so after R and spirit, like how does the spirit function? 
The other I is um, the spirit is intentional and is inventive. Okay. And I can mm-hmm. change around those things. So you're, and oh, oh, maybe a different one, intelligent and intentional. So what's the intelligence of spirit? That means if you trust your spirit, it knows better than actually your personality because it's the soul, the part of your soul that brings you in and the part of you that's going to take you out. So the intelligence of spirit is like, why did I was a therapist studying in Columbia <clears throat> And then all of a sudden I started, you know, seeing ghosts, hearing things, whatever. And I, I, my mother normalized it and I started to go into the spiritual world. And it was years later that the universe knew or God knew that when I came at this time, we're having a crisis on the planet of, of like soul connection, soul deep. What's our purpose? Because uh, the word actually Corona, coronavirus, Corona means crown. That's the crown chakra. Everyone's chakra opened up, you know, like what are we really here for? Clearing nature. So he knew like 25 years later, the spirit of the universe that I would be able to do both, that I would do spiritual work in that. So that's the intelligence of spirit. When you trust that, it leads you to like a hit, a home run, you know, home. Yeah, so that then- double-edged sword that you work with, those two basic modalities is fantastic. I think it's great. You're not a one-trick pony by any means. You can come <laughs> out at the LCSW way or you can come through the spiritual energy way. That's Or both. That's right. Or that's probably right. the yes. best. Yes. And it's like the word psychic means of the soul and psyche means of the mind. So there it is. It's the same word in different ways. Mm. And then, so that's the other I at the end of spirit, like how it's functional. And then T, what's the T stand for? You got to trust your spirit. Your spirit's always truthful. The truth of your spirit, if it says, don't go into that world, you know, don't go to that, that door, don't go. You know, if it says that I want you to do this, you got to trust what you feel inside that it makes sense, that that's really who you are and that what you need to do. Because you will be led with these synchronicity and signs, follow that path, trust it. And like me, it led me to prosperity, healing. I was on CNN working. At, everything started working out when I trust the spirit. So that's my acronym. Oh, yeah. those are that's excellent. Those are wonderful words. Not, and I don't, I don't mean to diminish them in any way. But those those are the key words, and they're extremely valuable. Uh, and I that final one, trust. That's a critical thing. That that you know, I, I happen to know someone who's paranoid, which is which is an, an antitrust. Okay, to use that 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 term, and 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 destroys his life. Uh, and and the opposite of that, or the inverse, trusting. You know, and not not blithely, not stupidly. Trust is best. It's intelligently given when it's earned, but have it, have it. Don't, don't, when it's earned, don't forget about it and, or reduce it. That's, that's regression. (laughs) That trust with that trust, trusting yourself and trusting others. That's the way you build cooperation, both with the self and with others. And that's the way we truly be great things and accomplish great things is through trust and cooperation. So, uh, and you, but your whole, the whole uh, model you have is just fantastic. I think it's great. Thank you. Okay. Let's take a moment to hear, you know, I, I, I'm a little slightly behind schedule, but you were just going on a wonderful tear there and I had to let you conclude it. Right, so let's go, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll come right back with Carolyn Coleridge. Great stuff. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perfizio. What if there was a self-improvement program truly personalized to you, that knew and cared for you deeply, that whatever was going on in your life adapted for you perpetually? Visit www.perfizio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-Z. 
cio.io where you can start a program that will always suit you considering all the pressures and nuances of your life. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're having a wonderful discussion with LCSW, psychotherapist, intuitive, and healer, Carolyn Coleridge. Great stuff. She just spoke about her model, uh, the SPIRIT model, which is an acronym with each one has multiple keywords. Uh, great stuff just to... Just walking around with that knowledge, you can be very helpful. Uh, can be very helpful to a person, no doubt. But if you can really learn about that, especially as you know, introspection or as a, in an application, undoubtedly that right there was extremely valuable. But let me get to uh, a, a very important question: How do you honor your spirit? Ah, that's a beautiful question. That's the name of my book, Honor Your Spirit. Um, you have, yeah, yeah, that's me and my book. You know, it's, it's something that just using that acronym I did before, you have to do it regularly. Like mm-hmm. when I lived in LA, I realized people were honoring celebrities like right and left. And I was Ugh. like, wow, they're really honoring the, you know, like, and it's funny because they're playing don't, makeup. Don't get me started on celebrity <laughs> culture. Oh my God. What, what the, the, there's a lot of problems with our society and culture. And that's at the heart of it. This celebrity culture, this celebrity praising is just so mm idiotic it's so it's so vacuous as the depth of a puddle but i'm sorry i I just have to add that yeah and i got into because i i felt like you know so many people that were in mental health they couldn't ever attain some of these things that they looked at or watched and it wasn't based in reality you know it was based on illusion you know and it's a big illusionary energy in la and there's also um I think it's the Neptune line going through LA, which Neptune is a planet of illusion. So I was just like, well, people need to get, they need to honor themselves, you know, honor, make yourself the queen, make yourself the star, make yourself the high being. Like you came here as a divine, I believe everyone has a divine spark in them and everyone, you know, has abilities and gifts. I believe everyone comes with gifts and those gifts have to be opened up. Whenever somebody gives you a present, you don't just look at it. You open up, you open up the gift. And then when you open up the gift, what happens is that the world will change. And that's why I want people to listen to their spirit and say, you know, what do you feel drawn to? What do you feel pulled to? You know, when you do what you love, like like that book says, uh, Marcia Sinatar, your money will follow. And I, I was telling people that if you listen to, you know, I talk about universal wisdom a lot and the universe actually provides us with prosperity. And one of the elements is water because when you think of water, water's in the flow. So if you're in the flow of your life, everything kind of flows together. And you think of the word, or the word um, you know, like money uh, is in a bank. And, you know, you put money in a bank and then you think of river bank, that's water. Um, you think that there's a currency, you know, like on Wall Street, they always talk about the currency. Water is a current, you know, so the currency of money. So, and then you think of, well, what does money come from? I believe I did this years ago and said, I'm going to work for the universe and let everything else fall into place. So the universe is the source, you know, or God or universe, whatever you call it. So money source, God source, income source, same word. So if you go with what you're supposed to do, if you honor your spirit, listen to your purpose, your passion, and follow that faith and trust, and just go with what you're supposed to do, open your gifts, that's how you listen to your spirit. That's how you honor it. And you're, and because there's a co-creative process with universal wisdom and knowledge of abundance, like look at all the stars around us in the world, then what happens is that you will become abundant, and that's how you'll feel 
you know, good inside and healed. You'll start healing yourself when you do what you're here, what you're here to truly do as a soul. Absolutely. When we talk to ourselves, a lot of people with great misunderstandings, you know, will give that some sort of stigma. That's absolutely normal and natural to talk with yourself. Uh, it's just when, when you're, when you talk with yourself and you're troubled by it, then it's an issue. I mean, that might be, you know, schizophrenia or something like that. Um, but talking with yourself is completely natural and, and a part of thinking and being a human. Uh, and, uh, we should listen to ourselves. <laughs> we, you know, that, that is a dialogue with, uh, you, you could, you could call it another part of yourself. You could call it yourself. You can call it spirit you can call it whatever you want the term the, the term are just semantics the 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 essence is there's a communication going on and when we and when there's communication it's best to listen <laughs> mm-hmm. it's best to listen to, to get a good communication yes and i feel like absolutely listening to your inner voice um and i, I think th- thoughts and words are very powerful like what you put out there does come back it's almost like a universal you know, like wisdom. And then also I feel like your, your spirit speaks to you through intuition and it speaks to, through the universe. How is that? Like you ask for a sign and you might get a sign. You might see the number 1111 all the time and you look it up and it means opening up 1111, opening up to a new frequency. You know, you might see a certain totem animal. I saw an opossum and I was like, Oh, what's an opossum? What's it? I saw another one. I'm like, that's weird. I looked it up and I was trying to bring in spirituality to mental health and a possum represents to stay quiet and play dead until it's safe. So I waited until I met the right person, this older woman uh, from Manhattan. And she said, oh, I love that spiritual stuff you do. And um, you, you do meditations and I teach mindfulness. It's very hard to get a mindfulness you know, job in this clinic. And we just started talking and schmoozing together. And then she was like 70. She goes, hey, by the way, I'm going to be leaving. I love what you talk about. I'm going to give you my groups. So I had to play dead until I met her. I didn't know she was into that. She saw a crystal in my office and said, oh, I'm into crystals. I'm a healer. Nobody knows. And then we just coincided. So that was a synchronicity in the sign. So I think when you really start, you know, like trusting yourself, honoring yourself, listening to your wisdom, my wisdom says, put a rock in your room, put a shock or char up in your psychotherapy room. And it, and it attracted the right people at the right time to give me the right path into that clinic. You know, most people are listening to this. Right now, I'm holding up uh, a crystal pyramid. I'm very into pyramids. And I like crystals. Now, I'm not a woo-woo person. Okay. But I like crystals. I like minerals. I like figures and things that I can either put some significance on, no matter how uh, insignificant or not. Uh, because I like them and I get something from them. That's a very good thing. I just I just did a little little mini video on social media about how I have these little things on my desk and throughout my office, like these little this little statue of Socrates. You know, there's, <laughs> oh. there's a pic, there's a little statue of the Empire State Building where I'm gonna have an office. You know, nice. uh, you know, and I and I visualize it. You know, so it's a three D yes. vision board, if you will. But pyramids, and I have these. I'm very into pyramids. Uh, whether you whether a person can, you know, buys into, I don't say that in any sort of disparaging way, uh, that, that there's some uh, force of power uh, that's external uh, or not, doesn't matter because really we manifest what's within us, <laughs> right? We create our outer world from our inner world. So if we want great things, if we want to do great things, you know, putting little things out to help 
make have that achievement or have that or have that being is a good thing to do. You know, just not rely on it because you got to take action. You got to be strategic. Mm-hmm. You got to learn. <laughs> you know, absolutely. absolutely. I tell you, can I tell you a secret about crystals though? I love oh. them. Okay, the, the secret about crystals is that crystals are in cell phones. They're in computers. I know you're into the AI and stuff like that. Good stuff. Um, so, um, and then also we have crystalline substance in our bodies. Your mother was a chemistry teacher. So we have little, little, little crystal substances. So the belief in the woo-woo community, and you buy it or not, is that the crystals activate, because usually you pick a crystal and it's like almost something you need. And it's like, and you look up the qualities and it's, it's almost very similar. And like, how does that happen? Because they say the crystals communicate with each other. That sounds weird, but how do cell phones work? They work with crystals. That's how texts work. They're crystalline substance in the cell phones that go from one to the other. So they're saying there's crystalline substance in us that they kind of communicate. Just putting that out there. I've had some I, I, don't, I don't dispute that. And that was very <laughs> illuminating. I appreciate that uh, from yeah. me and the audience. And, you know, it's, as I, you know, was really an essence of my, of my point, communication happens on practically infinite levels. Uh, yes. You know, w- w- both in our mind, uh, you know, it's just like I, t- I tell people, you know, I'm a coach and all that, or even in my own relationships, you know, the brain, we're, we're all, we all love our brain, but, but the brain is, is just an organ that's in our skull. Uh, that's not what's in charge. The mind is, is, is what's in charge. People think their brains are. No, it's just an organ like any other organ, a very important one. It's the, it's the <laughs> thinking organ, but it's not the only one. The rest of mm-hmm. our neurology thinks as well differently, but it's part of the same system. But the mind is what's in charge. We have to, if we assert uh, the natural authority of the mind over the brain, there's so many components, so many levels and nuances uh, and connection uh, into the universe, both as an antenna and as mm-hmm. a transmitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and if you can start getting in touch or into or a greater grasp or a greater communication, the better off you are. And I've seen 100%. this. Yeah, I've seen this as a coach. I see this in my own anecdotal experience and friends. By the way, uh, you mentioned Neptune. On my desk right here is, is, is <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, she got alarmed. Is Mezzalina. I have a cat named Neptune. That's her Ooh. brother. Mezzalina, come here. Come here, Mezzy. <laughs> she look at this one. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is just like my cat. For those who can't see, I'm holding a black cat named Mezzalina. Oh, it's cute. Oh, she's beautiful. Yoda, come here. I'm going to try to get Yoda over here. Yoda, here she comes. My cat looks exactly like it, so she's fuzzy. Or bad, beautiful cat. I've, I've got two black cats. Oh, I got Mezzalina oh. here, and I have Ducitor, who's it's a Latin name. Well, Mezzalina is a Roman name. Uh, uh-huh. Ducitor, which which means uh, um, led by God. That one's a straight. Oh. All of them, all my cats are rescues. I rescued them. Oh. I, that Ducitor I saw in my backyard looking up at the window, crying for, to save her own life. And and I, I saved her, I brought her to the vet. The vet said, she, she's a goner, she's gonna die. But he had a total, ah, that's a beauty. She got some, she got longer hairs than my one. You yeah, know, she got everyone, you, gotta, you gotta go to the YouTube to check out Carolyn and I, and, and I's cats. So you got two <laughs> great black cats. And Duchitor means led by God. I believe God led this cat for the cat to be saved. And I really would adopt him. Uh, her oh. and the vet said the cat was definitely going to die. All her oh vitals were, were were fatal, but the cat had a complete recovery. 
uh, and and is so grateful to me. She she's oh. the, the only, yeah. I have ferals that won't touch me that I've adopted because they're feral. But this is a, was a stray, and this one loves to sleep next to me because she knows I saved her life. And I guess you know, and I love cats. I, I love animals, all animals. But I'm really mm. a dog guy, Carolyn. But now I have really? six cats, all rescues. But one wow. just died recently, and it, and it was and it was really interesting how affected I was. It was my least favorite cat, and I was still crying all day. Uh, oh, I oh. Love and you know it's funny because you say you know to Christmas you got black cats. Huh? You're kind of a, a wizard in a way. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. You know, and I love wizardry. You know, you know, I people can be wizard like, uh, and they can call themselves wizard, and not on a, on a ridiculous level. Of course, people want to do that. That's fine, but on you know in a way that we can manifest magic. Uh, and, exactly. and it's just a word, but just that, you know what we live in is completely created besides the natural stuff the organisms the the elements you described everything else is created by men and women our whole civilization and they dreamed it they literally mm -hmm. dreamed it into existence they, with their hands came from their mind and their spirit and then they they put it into their hands and their mouths and they mm -hmm. created it you know i'm i'm in my my off my home office here in Brooklyn. The entire thing was created by other people uh, that dreamed this into existence. Anyone can dream what they want into existence with hard work and persistence, you know. Uh, and but it's all a kind of magic, and there's very there's different kinds. So don't yeah. No, I like what you're talking about because you're alluding to this before. It's kind of quantum physics. It's, it's actually proven now. There's a great movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? And quantum physics is believing what Einstein was pushing out that if you focus on something, you actually can create that outcome that our energy actually can, you know, help things happen. And I love the word creation because I just opened up an office in Bloomfield called Conscious Creations. And I have a podcast on that, but it's basically about that we can create what we want through thoughts, words, and deeds. You know, when we put it out there, it comes back looking for the signs of synchronicity and co-create with spirit. And that's to me, is just our soul. It's our higher self. You know, Absolutely. I really believe in that. Absolutely. And by the way, listeners, uh, Einstein, who's highly regarded to be the greatest scientist of all time, perhaps that's arguable, but he, he he said that what knowledge is lesser important than imagination. Imagination mm. is the critical thing. With that, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor, and we'll come right back with the vital conversation we're having with Carolyn Coleridge. This episode of Self Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. People value all sorts of things, but Benjamin Franklin teaches us that the most valuable thing we have is time. With it, we can have practically anything. Visit www.perficio.io, that's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can truly learn how to value time and have that instilled in you so that you can best use time to work for you. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petrozo. We're here with the fantastic Carolyn Coleridge. I got to say, I'm delighted with this discussion, Carolyn. It's really, oh, it's awesome. It's really quite organic. I think it's very interesting, uh, valuable, and entertaining. Now, that's just my view, but uh, I hope the other, I hope if just one other person agrees other than you, Carolyn, then I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, we could just make that spark in everyone and get something out of it. I think we're doing it. I think we really are. I'm really enjoying this. I'm delighted. Thank you very much for coming on once again. How do you clear 
your energy field? Oh, I love that question. Yeah. As an energy healer, um, I got into healing because I got, like I mentioned before, I got really drained. And why is clearing your energy important is because I, I believe your spirit is your guiding force. That's your intuition. That's part of your soul. And you can clean it many ways. I mentioned before, like smudging. And actually there's um, a Harvard study out there that smudging actually helps. Um, again, oh, with smudging, using sage, what you do is light the sage and then you I put it around it. your energy field. I love sage. I burn sage. I just love the smell of it. It's just, I just love it. Nature. But it, again, like those things I said before, it has the four elements. So when you light sage, you have fire. Sage is earth. The wind is the air, the smoke that comes up and then you put out with water. Those four elements, you know, tired, you know, burnt out, exhausted, dead tired, and, uh, you know, and exhausted, dead tired, and drained those are the elements that are in sage so it naturally actually reduces anxiety and depression and it actually releases serotonin and endorphins so sage is a natural healer so when i was working at the intensive outpatient program and people used to walk back from we make them do walks and i said to the other therapist can i smudge them they're like sure so we started smudging them so oh, wait, wait. Just yes. describe what smudging is okay thank you so smudging is like you you light the sage and then you let the smoke go up and make sure it's, you know, it's very smoky. So it turns off, turns off your fire alarm, turns on your fire alarm, but then you can go it outside, <laughs> but then you put it around, like you kind of put it around your energy field, which is like your crown, your head, around your third eye, your stomach, your back, your legs. It's like, it's like you're clearing the smut that you get connected to. There's a lot of empaths in the world. A lot of empaths are probably coaches or therapists or doctors or healers, you know, like so where you absorb people's crap, you know, you feel it. Like if you keep thinking about somebody all the time after a fight or whatever, or just annoying, you probably, they probably like, uh, you know, like slimed you. They left their energy imprint on you. So there's ways that you can get rid of that energy imprint. And that's through smudging. Palo Santo's good, using essential oils, taking a salt water bath, and then uh, also just going in nature. Two hours of nature sounds can help activate. 658 DNA healing segments within our body. I used to hand out this flyer all the time. Just wow. two hours of nature sound, hearing birds, water, crows, you know, the, the sound of uh, branches underneath you. We have natural healing abilities within us that it activates, wow. you know, within us. So in like grounding, just walking on the earth, there's a movie called um, Earthing. You I know, believe this. I believe this. Yeah. I, I, you know, I talked about how we live in a, in a civilization that's been created and it's awesome, but it also removes us from nature. And, and there's a cost to that. A hundred percent. They said that everything got so much better during COVID. I mean, God, it was a horrible experience, but you know, like the plant community did so much better. The smog went down like thousands of percent. I don't know the statistics, but yes, when people are, a lot of people like will sit, you know, like we're in mental health and we're sitting in these rooms with fluorescent lights and everyone's getting depressed. And that's why they made them go walk. This one therapist created walk and talk. You walk and you talk about your problems. When they came back, I smudged them. And so many patients came up to me over the weekend. They'd see me and they said, oh my God, I haven't slept in weeks. I finally was able to sleep. I was like, cause you're like sleeping in dirty sheets when you constantly have the same energy that you, I'm depressed, I'm not gonna get better. I'm sad, I'm miserable. You know, they might be justified, may have trauma or abuse, whatever, but you gotta clean it. You gotta clean your pillows. You gotta clean your sheets. You gotta get out in nature. You know, just take a walk. And if you can't walk, just walk slowly or whatever it may be. Get in some DNA of the sun. If you can be in the sun, you know, you got to get all of this. Nature. All of this, I must say, resonates as extremely valid. 
you know, it 100%. sounds like it sounds like insignificant or even, you know, like you're just saying stuff. No, no, I, I, all of it sounds extremely valid. All of it, not, not. I mean, everything you said, because I, I know, I, I, in my own anecdotal experience, you know, you know, knowing how things were or have been, knowing that there were changes that little changes that have, that I wouldn't make, and I was like stuck or resistant or you know on a treadmill, not making progress. Where when I made little changes, like like just changing the, that linen, changing those sheets, having a fresh bed, and then having a a better sleep, you know, or better rising in the morning. Yeah, mm -hmm. these, it all this resonates quite quite valid. Yes, and honoring your spirits also. Thank you for reminding me about the sleeping dreams. Pay attention to your dreams. I call your dreams your in-house psychotherapist. If you get a good dream analyzer, it can give you the answer to what you, you know, going through. If you wake up at 3:30, that's like there's something that's the apex of your dream that you want to work through. If you wake up at 4 a.m., that's usually the holy hour. That's when you have, that's when people they go to yoga retreats connect to god so you have to like to connect to that sacred times so i say when you're waking up before that's sacred journal write ask god for a message you know find something that's going on but i feel like that you know we have a natural ability to self-heal that we have you know negated like you know yes. nature sound music you know uh being like hearing a kid cry you know like laugh and you know dolphin sounds there's so many natural ways to heal and these you are know, all Carolyn, yes uh, <laughs> The era, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's great stuff. And I, I'm, I'm going to compliment what you said. I, I contend, and I'm not certainly not the only one, that, th that society is way over-medicated, way drugged mm -hmm. out. Uh, mm -hmm. and, I, and listen, I'm, I say, you know, there's a need for drugs. Drugs do a lot of great, a lot of, not just good, but great stuff, save people's lives. But society is way over-drugged, way over-medicated, way too, too dependent on it. Uh, and and now a new a new study has come out that says that that antidepressants aren't aren't as great as uh, as uh, as the the industry uh, claimed they were and this and the field of psychology that there was you know that wow. serotonin may not have been the issue at all you know uh, and, wow. and, and, yeah. and uh, so you know and listen I don't have to, I don't have to repeat anything I said but you're talking about all natural things. And I and I am agreeing with you. Getting that, you know, getting renewing, getting into nature, communicating with yourself in the universe, you know, you know, doing little things, seemingly little things that have big payoffs or or, or an accumulative payoff. Those are the things, you know, doing those things, uh, you know, before resorting to drugs. I think is a very uh, sensible and intelligent sequence of, 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 you know, improving yourself, of dealing with issues. And like one thing I'm really into essential oils because it helped me so much. I use them too. I love, I put them on, I put them on yeah. well, but just to smell them, you know, peppermint, you know, what, you know, just to smell them, you know, it's great. Do you, do you know the quickest way to change an emotion and, um, is through smell. So uh, the part of our brain where smell lies, the part of our brain where emotions lies are right next to each other. So during when I did presentations and intensive outpatient programs, I would give them smell like jasmine, smell lavender. How do you, how do you feel? And immediately they're like, wow, I feel better. What is that? You know, like you're sniffing is like it's crack. I'm like, this is just jasmine, you know? And then what's interesting is that rose, what does rose do? Sometimes I would get rose water. Rose opens your heart. So that's why they give roses on Valentine's Day because it opens a person's heart. So a lot of times I just have people who are depressed 
and sad, just smell roses. Because guess what? In a lot of agrarian societies, when people were depressed, what would they, you know, not depressed, they, a lot of them weren't depressed, but when people like would, oh, we're going to dinner. So they would walk out in the fields through the lavender, through the jasmine, the gardenias, and then get the water and bring it back. That would ground them, that would heal them. There was a really great um, article about some people in Uganda and they had a lot of, you know, wars over there. And I had a Ugandan patient and it was funny because the people were in there they, they sent, as compassionate, they sent therapists there to help the people with all the killings in the war. The Ugandan people were, it was just kind of funny, I'm not saying that some of the stuff didn't work, but they were like, well, we were like, why are we in a little room talking to a person? Get us out in the sun, give us some drums and let us be in community. That's how we heal. Thank you very much. And my friend, my client, I By the way, I were, you, said, you said, give us some drums. That drums. drums. Yeah, yeah, no, drums, drums, D-R-U-M, boom, 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 okay, yeah, So yeah. They, that's how they naturally healed. They got some drums, the community got together, and then, and they said just being in a little room was just like depressing. And the sun, right. you know, the sun that has D, and, uh, has D, vitamin D helps with depression. And it was just like, they're like, oh yeah, that's Absolutely. sweet. And they're like, uh-huh. So they would just like get through whatever they little did, but they said, no, we need to be out. And, and actually dancing, helps you know it's really large in the black communities and a lot of communities but it, it, it helps to clear your energy that's why people go to clubs they're clearing off the energy within them that's why there's okay. trance dancing and dancing it clears so way to honor your spirit dance dance under there's the not, sunlight there's nothing like movement and synchronizing exactly. with with another and others that's just even better that's great exactly stuff. because guess what it's a universe and versus a song so that's why music also <laughs> heals us Versus a song, unified right field, there. unified I, I music. I never realized that. I never realized yeah, that. Yeah, music is I'm a linguist too, so. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. So a lot of stuff is right in front of us. And, you know, we don't even like realize it's like universe. That's why music is One like song. a universal language and laughter. Great stuff. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll come right back with the wonderful Carolyn Coleridge. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. Do you like learning by yourself or with others? What if you could do both at the same time? Visit www.proficio.io. That's proficio.io, where you can learn in the environment that suits you as you choose. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petrozzo. We're having a fantastic discussion with Carolyn Coleridge. And now I'm going to get to my next question. I talked about this modern age. Uh, what is the Aquarian age and co-creation? Um, Talk about that, Carolyn. Thank you. The moon is in the seventh house. <laughs> Jupiter rises. So the Aquarian age where, you know, people are sitting for, we've been in it for a while, but I really think it helped 2012. December 21st, 2012. Remember 2012, they said everything was going to like die and everything would be horrible. There's a great movie about it. It was so dramatic. But they said, the Mayans allegedly said it was the end of time. But as I interpret it, it's the end of time as we know it. And you know what's really interesting? They believe civilization started probably in um, Ethiopia. Now, Ethiopia is on a 13-month calendar. Now, it was interbell 13 supposed to be a negative number. It's actually a positive number. Why? You know uh, Carolyn, I got to tell you something. I was yeah. born on Friday the 13th. True story. See? See? And you're magical. That's why you're Merlin. <laughs> it's magical. Yes. Because 13 is a positive number. Because guess how many full moons we have? 13. And sometimes they, they wrapped it around. They turned it around to make it negative. Because during the full moon, 
people get lunar. That's where you get the word lunatic from. People go crazy. So they made, there's a lot of the reason why they made 13 negative, but it's actually a very positive number because one plus three is four. And that's the element. Those are the directions. It's four directions. And it's very powerful. And it's also the foundation of like life of a table, you know? So, um, so the Aquarian age was after they said, you know, the end of the mind calendar was when there's going to be no time. People thought, oh, that meant that time was like, you know, falling away. And there's a great, brilliant man. He passed on right before 2012. His name is Jose Arguelles, A-R-G-U-E-L-L-E-S. He wrote this book um, called The Mayan, The Mayan Factor, I believe it's called. And he said he, he was Mexican and German. And he said that uh, he created Earth Day with other people. He's the founder of Earth Day, yes. And he had a download in, this, in Mexico and he wrote this book and he said people didn't understand what he meant. And he wrote something called the law of time, a couple of different things I'm going to say. So law of time is basically that when we go away from the power and the rhythm of nature, the nature kind of goes against us. We have to honor nature and its cycles and its teaching. That's one. But he also is saying that the end of time is that when we get off of, this is my interpretation of what he wrote, um, it's because he was a Princeton professor. He's a brilliant guy. You know, he's not well known, but he's kind of the grandfather of the Mayan prophecies in many ways. But, um, and I met him and my God, it was powerful, but it's a whole nother story. I met him at the Bodhi tree in LA. So, but um, that when we go off of the nature, it won't work with us, but also that we have to honor nature and nature will honor us and work with us. But um, he said, the end of time is like, when you, when you, there is no time when you're doing what you love. So when you do what you love, like I could be, I could do another podcast. I could do this. I could do that. I could like be in my, I was you know, working with my crystals for hours. You know, I could coach people for hours or therapy because why well, do you have to make boundaries, but because I love helping and enlightening. So he said, when you do what you love, it's going to feel like there's no time. It's so true. And it's the heart. So what we did, the mind color, 26,000 years, we went back to the heart center of the universe. And if you look at it in the Hubble telescope, it looks like a yin yang symbol. So it's a balance of the male and female energy, the yin yang, the male is the active, the female is the receptive, and you balance it together, you need the assertive, you need the divine masculine, we need the divine feminine, together we create harmony, not one over the other. Okay. So that was the end of time, you know, ends of time. So that brought in the Aquarian age. So the Aquarian age is a time of creating with the universe. The Piscean age was like Jesus was, you know, during the Catholic, they have the fish, you know, Jesus says, do this and da, da, da. The Aquarian age is we're co-creating with the universe. We're saying, asking and receiving, ask and receive. The sun goes up and down. That's the yin yang. The waves go out, comes back. The receptive and the active principle together. That's where we're in. I love it. It's great. And I'm going to say something that was great. It was very illuminating. Thank you. Um, I'm going to say this, and we're not going to go off on a tangent because we're already go, we're already having we're going over time because this is such a wonderful, organic, great discussion that just just flows wonderfully. That uh, you know, I just want to keep going. <laughs> we I haven't even got to other questions yet, uh, but I want to say this that um, I believe I believe in reincarnation, even though I was raised Catholic Christian, and uh, I still consider myself a Christian, but not a conventional one. I believe in reincarnation. I came to believe in reincarnation by by no dogma, just completely naturally. Uh, and one of the reasons, uh, well, one reason is because I believe that the universe is self-organizing and 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 that will correct all the suffering that goes on in the world, especially with children. Mm. 
they'll you know they'll get a, they'll get another life and, and get and get to suffer less. But in my own story, uh, and I'm not going to get into the whole story because I don't want to do that here. Uh, is that I uh, I believe I was a Mayan 1,500 years ago, uh, mm. and and I came to believe that because I went out and visited Tulum, which is the only Mayan ruin on the on the ocean. All the rest are inland. And I fainted once I went there. I didn't lose consciousness. And on the ground, I couldn't, I couldn't, I had no energy to get up. I saw the whole place as it was 1,500 years ago. It was a blew me wow. away, blew me away. And I'm not going to get into the whole story because we got more to talk about. But it, wow. I came, I've come to believe in reincarnation on my own uh, and through circumstances and knowledge. Uh, and it's and it's awesome stuff. Great stuff. That was great. I really appreciate that. Uh, and let me just say one thing about a pyramid that 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 Jose Aguayas went to. I can't say it right. Uh, Teo in New Mexico. Teo Tequan. T E O. Yeah, it's hard to pronounce. I know you. Yeah, yeah. And that's where he got his download at age fourteen. And then years later, wrote the Mayan prophecy or the Mayan, you know. And then he he created Earth Day with others. So because he knew that we're going to ruin the Earth through Earth. We're doing a good job. And we when we yeah. Well, how you. do you how do you create with the universe carolyn yeah um so and a lot of this information i'm getting all these threads uh you know together is universal knowledge like things are right in front of me and then the universe will just give it to me to help break it down to people but what i do is i use that active principle you know and active or receptive i ask like i say you know what should i you know what when what universe what should i do now around 37 i had a little near death i almost died in a hospital and part of that medication problem you're talking about and i almost died you know i worked in hospital for years and i went to the other side briefly um and i said you know i said the other side morning. near death experience you you were yeah okay. yeah no i was i was dying in the hospital i didn't die i was dying all my blood was out of my body and I looked, I looked out and I just saw stars, just like where we are right now. I just saw all these stars and there was this little guy there just standing there. Oh, but, but, like, oh every, everybody's listening. If, if you go to YouTube, you can see that Carolyn and I have uh, cos, <laughs> Cosmos backgrounds. We're in outer space. That's what you meant before. Come on. Right, right. And so, um, and then what happened is um, I saw this little guy that looked like a, like a court jester and he had this weird thing sitting next to me. He put, told me to put my hand on it and it kind of played my life over and i was like whoa what is this and i realized at 37 i hadn't done anything it was like wow it's in my book honor your spirit but i was like in kindergarten what's the name of your book again we'll get into that yeah honor your spirit honor your Amazon. spirit honor your spirit yeah it's my story about all this stuff putting together therapy and spirituality and healing so and so when you saw i saw this jester yeah for <laughs> jester my whole life played in front of me and yeah and like, said carolyn you haven't done anything and it pissed you off <laughs> I know. I wasn't, I wasn't really angry. I was sad. I was like, sad. oh no, I can't leave now. I said, I felt like I was in kindergarten. Mm. I was 37. I thought I worked so hard years in hospitals, helping people therapy, got my master's. I, I said, I hadn't done anything. And I was like, how does that work? So they, I saw a light over there and I was like, oh, what's that? And they're like, no, no, no. So I, and then I saw the ending. If I had, if I left, then it wouldn't have been, I, it was almost like, you know, like having, like being like studying for a science exam or a math exam and having all the class and they didn't take the and they're like okay you get an f it's like no I, i'm gonna take the test i'm gonna finish so i said well wait a minute before i leave can i see god and what happened is that the universe just started talking to me and i was like god was everything he was every energy every thought every feeling every 
every hair on someone's head was God. Like everyone's connected. Like we're all living in his field. And I was like, whoa, what? This is weird. So after that, when I came back and there was no time, I, I could see the past, the present, the future. Not as strong now, but it was very strong there. I closed my eyes to the past, closed my eyes to the present, closed my eyes to the future. Then I realized that like we're all creating our thoughts through what I thought. If I thought something would happen, if I thought something would happen, like everything sped up really, really, really quickly. And it, I had like, you know, 360 degree, like peripheral vision. I could see everything. So I was just like, wow, this is so powerful. So what happened is I had to, um, I just said, you know, um, well, I need to ask the universe, what's my next step? What do I do? You know, what do I, you know, what's my next, um, you know, thing. And then I just did this dialogue back and forth with universe, you know, that it was just like, when you, it's like a wave, you put something out, it comes back. I said, what's my next step? And God says, I want you to work for me. And I'm like, what? I heard this, <laughs> like, I want you to work for me. Uh -huh. So, the, and then I, I said, oh, okay he goes the pay is good the work is steady and your time and benefits are out of this world and I said okay <laughs> and there was a sense of humor with the universe and then I just keep asking all these questions I keep asking you know what is you know what is this or what should I do with my job you know move back home like what and I started seeing all these numbers you know my age everywhere and you know living at home and I kept meeting people from Connecticut of all places where I grew up I'm like why are I meeting all these people from Connecticut and I'm like god I have to go back to Connecticut and it was just like random people somewhere oh you know where are you from Connecticut I'm like okay where are you from Connecticut oh where are you from? it just it just one of my clients is like oh I love working with you but guess what I gotta move home I said where's home Connecticut I'm like really it was just unbelievable it was just like so those are the synchronicity remember the spirits so I teach it the synchronicity and the signs wow. and then that was my purpose and present but so when you work with the universe you ask you co-create and then sometimes when things aren't right you think it's right like i have clients like oh this guy's right for me and i'm like i don't think so because i can now that i'm connected to vibes i feel vibes really strongly i'm like i don't know my stomach's getting tight does it feel right oh no he's right he's this he's rich he's this and that and i said i think he's taking you off your path so i said why don't you ask I, I help them co-create. I said, why don't you ask? So one of my clients, she's like, this guy is great. She asked, she goes, show me who he really is, universe God. And all of a sudden his phone fell and it said wife. And <laughs> she was dating him for six months. He was married. And she goes, I had no clue. It's like his phone said wife. Like she saw it. And she's like, I cannot believe. It. I said, you asked. The universe will protect you. It will teach you. And she said, is this of my higher calling? Or sometimes they get a, you know, a strong no. Like I had a client that said, I really want to work at this job. It was, it's really good. And, uh, you know, every time she went there, she felt sick to her stomach. I said, listen to that. She said, oh, but they're paying me 75,000. And she was so much more than I was making before at 50. When again, her stomach dropped. Well, again, she got a headache. Then she said, I was like, those are warnings. That's your chakra energy telling you no. So then she went and then the woman was so nice in the interview. But then when she got there, she was so mean. Within two months, she had to leave. She was in the ER, like everything. I was like, you got to trust. You ask and you'll get, she got the answer, but she didn't listen. So like you said before, you got to trust. You got to listen. Universe will help you. That's how you co-create. We're going to take off. Absolutely. We're going to take our <laughs> final break, unfortunately. And I've been letting it go because I really am I'm oh, just delighted. Cool. I'm loving this, this conversation. And you're such a fantastic guest. I really appreciate it. What a pleasure to meet you. Uh, we're going to take our final break and we'll come back with the, the last segment with Carolyn Coleridge. We'll be right back. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. Do you know why most wealthy people are that way? It's because they think like wealthy people and a fool and his money are soon parted. Visit www.perficio.io. 
That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can actually transfer the wealth mentality into your own brain, and you will think wealth. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza, and the delightful Carolyn Coleridge. Uh, I really, I'm having such a great time in, in speaking with her. Uh, you know, I, I'm letting it go over time because it's so great. And I have to, you know, finally get a little masculine with myself and like, Carolyn, hold on, let me get a commercial break. And because uh, <laughs> it's such a great discussion and you're just illuminating. Great stuff. You know, and, um, and I love you talking about the near-death experience that you had and, and, and synchronizing with the universe. Uh, you know, it made me, it made me remind, it reminded me of when I read Conversations with God in the nineties, mm. which was one of the greatest books, self-help books I've ever read. Uh, and yeah. go, what's that? Dot O'Neill Walsh, I love him. Yeah. Yeah, I have yeah, plenty of his books. Yeah, for those who don't know, Walsh contends that he had his conversations with God and I, I don't dispute it. And he was and, homeless. And, he was homeless. It, it he was means, on the street for yeah, one point. Yeah. And, and I've been homeless too. When, when I become uh, the wow. next Steve Jobs, then it'll be it'll be they'll be talking about that story for me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, in the you know, in this book, Walsh has conversations with God, and you know, and, and then you know, like it's a wonderful whole whole bunch of conversations. And 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 Walsh goes to God, you know, how come you know my life sucks? And God will say, Well, are you ready for it to not suck? <laughs> it's up to you. yeah you're, you're the one made it suck man you, mm -hmm. that was what you were putting out i'm gonna give you what you what you want <laughs> you know mm -hmm. you got but you gotta listen right mm -hmm. you gotta see you gotta you see the signs you can't reject the signs uh it, it's know. universal and you know what you know the thing is about like um a lot of the spiritual gifts come through humility and being homeless gives you when you're in a you know, humility state that opens up higher consciousness. People don't realize that they judge people, but they don't realize those are the spiritual nutrients to higher consciousness. Like dying, when I almost died in the hospital, by the way, I had a $30,000 bill and I was a social worker because it was a long story. It's messy. It's in my book, but that humbled me. And then I had to go work in the hospital <laughs> and try to help other people that were almost being killed by error. It was a, it was a hospital error. So, I mean, a lot of these humility grace these are these gifts these are gifts these are nutrients higher people don't realize when people have higher consciousness they've usually been to hell and back in many ways you know yeah. and, that and i, I have gift. been homeless in los angeles by the way wow very <laughs> so, tough um, let me ask my final question carolyn how do you ascend your soul oh i love that question awesome questions you know, it's interesting because I was, uh, I was into, I wasn't into ascension. And then a, a, a person who is, is in really in this, this is a, a spirit, uh, an ascended master came to me in a dream. Well, one time Paramahansa Yogananda came to me and then this Serapis Bay came to me. And he's all into ascension. And I feel like there's many, I don't know if people believe or not, but this is a lot of where I get the teachings from higher beings that come. If we're open, we can connect to angels and ancestors and different things. It's just, you know, vibration. You ascend by doing what's right. You ascend by listening to your inner tuition. You ascend by helping others, you know? You ascend by not judging. You ascend by doing your purpose. Whatever your gifts are, you have to open your present. That's why mindfulness is so big because mindfulness is all about being present. In the present moment, our presence 
the spirit of the divine of the universe will come to us. And that presence is, again, that presence of gift that you open up. And there's so many people have gifts. We're like, oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. Every gift is precious to the divine. And we all have to express it. If it's helping, if it's teaching, if it's counseling, if it's cleaning the streets, I don't care. It's just about being, that's humility again. Some of the, you know, the more brilliant people, I talk to people that are, you know, my, my grandmother was cleaning houses, but she had a lot of wisdom, fourth grade education. You know, you'd be surprised what people, when people are in humble positions, what they learn. So how do you send your soul is you do what you're here to do. You do it with dignity and grace. You, you can forgive giving the energy back and sometimes teaching people, sometimes forgiving. It's not like, oh, I forgive you. No, it's like saying that was wrong. You should have done that but I'm not going to let that bother me. Okay. To me, it's like giving, give forth, give the energy back to the person because that was their lesson, not always yours. You also help the vulnerable children, animals, elderly, you know, people that have uh, disability issues or whatever, you know, I, those are very sacred jobs. We help one another. We realize that we're really all one. And then also honor the divine, honor the universal wisdom. If the universe says, don't go, don't go. <laughs> uh, you got to trust and have faith. And faith is like not looking, it's faith is really blind. Walk by faith and not by sight. When I was in New York City at Columbia, you know, I would be, you know, sorry, bitching about things like it's so expensive, this and that. And every time I'm in a, you know, the top social work school and I was working, it was just a lot, it was difficult. And what happened? Every time I would complain, I would see a blind person. And I was like, they are walking by faith in New York City, getting on the subway, not getting hit by a cab, you know, <laughs> cabs and trusting people to help them. How much that takes a lot of strength. And I was like, walk by faith and not by sight. And then I would stop the moaning and I would go back to center. I am blessed. I'm in gratitude, being gratitude as a higher consciousness for the little things you have having a place to live, having, you know, you know, income, having the knowledge of this, what we're talking about, you know, when people like meet you, your clients, they should be in gratitude because you've been someplace and then you're bringing them out. It's the higher beings that bring people from the darkness into the light. That's higher gifts from the street to the home, you know, all that stuff. Don't judge. People cannot judge. You don't know who souls really are. But that's how you ascend is that you trust the universal principles that are there, you honor them, you listen to your inner wisdom, you open your presence, you help the vulnerable, you are in gratitude, and you will be graced. I totally concur. <clears throat> I totally concur. You know, uh, I've been working on Proficio, this app, which I, I profess is going to revolutionize self-help. I've been working on it eight years, Carolyn. Four years of pre-development, we formed the company four years ago. We were undercapitalized. We run out of funding and we're still struggling to launch. We're going to launch imminently. So it's been four years of develop, another four years of development. Why have I never given up? Which I, I've given up on many things in my life because this is my purpose. This is my purpose. And, I, and so the sacrifices I make, I make joyfully. Do I get frustrated? Yes. Do I get disappointed? Do I get anguished? Yes. But because it's my purpose, I keep going and I do it with a smile on my face. And I love it. And I know it's this is this is the thing that I'm here to do. Mm. And so because of it, I I love it. 
I love mm. it. It's not. It's not even. It, it, it's not even arduous. Yeah, I have those feelings I just described because I'm human, and because think you you have ups and downs. You know, mm -hmm. you you know, you have to persevere to succeed. But purpose is the game changer. That makes the difference. I totally agree with you. And you know, the number eight is sacred because eight is the affinity symbol. As above, yes. Down below, ah. yes. So, and when I was moving here, I kept seeing eights everywhere. And I moved to like Bloomfield. It's like six, zero, two. It's that, what anyways, the number comes to uh, eight. And I saw eights everywhere. And I was as above doing your higher purpose. You see eight and eight is the number of abundance too, but as above, so below. And eight is, is a, if any symbol is a, a symbol of my ascended master, Trappist Bain, who came to me and started teaching me all this stuff. So, Carolyn, quite sincerely, you have been one of the most wonderful guests I've had on this podcast. I really... I mean that and sincerely. I really appreciate it. Uh, do, you, do you have any final remarks for the audience? No, I enjoyed being here. We'll just honor your spirit. My book is on Amazon and I will, if somebody, you know, contacts me, I'll give one away free and, you know, to help them, you know, on their path. And I do have regular, you know, um, you know, Zoom calls and meditation. Follow me on Instagram, Intuitive Solutions. That was my business here. I'm opening up a business. If you're in Connecticut, come see me, Conscious Creations. We have a grand opening, a little opening on this Saturday, July 30th. Um, 1 to 12 to 4, you come meet me. We're going to meditate at 3.30. I think meditation is really key. And I'm really honored to be here because we really synchronize. We're on the same page. This is, Definitely. you know, this is really cool. And I think the I universe set it. us up together. Great. Yeah. Okay. So say what that website is once again. Oh, my website, my uh, and Instagram is intuitive solutions underscore solutions instead of, you know, solutions. Instagram. And then I'm um, intuitive soul healing is my website. Um, and again, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Um, I'm a therapist um, and I do spiritual counseling more so now, but I do readings and healings. I do remote healings too during COVID that really picked up sending energy with the Holy Spirit. Great. So you listening audience, go to our website if you're interested in any of the things that we talked about, because we talked about a lot. Uh, but, uh, you know, she's a healer. She's a, she's a therapist. Uh, uh, she's, she's an energy worker. Great, great stuff. Uh, look for her book on Amazon, which is Honor Your Soul. Honor Your Spirit. Honor your and spirit. then I have another book, Soul Wisdom. Yeah, there too. It's just, a, it's a book of all my newsletters. Yeah. Carolyn Coleridge, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. God bless you. I was, I've really been delighted uh, and thank you for your time. Tony, it was an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.